0: roofing.net from the jet rose barbecue studios now featuring cbd infused seltzer to get happy legal for 18 and up this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno for 75 years ncmic has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and Condit.
2: Welcome back. our number two, Miller and Condon on KXNO on TC. SCG over there, Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register, wrestling writer, high school extraordinaire. In for the next couple of days as he gets ready to make his way back to Iowa City and get ready for Iowa-Penn State on Friday night. So, Cody, we got State Girls Tournament out of the way. Next month, it'll, of course, be the Boys' state Tournament, conference wrestling, then sectionals, then districts, and then we get to the state tournament. The build-up here, the lead-up, well, it's got to be crazy and incredible just getting ready for it. So as you ultimately prepare for the state tournament, that is, I'm going to guess for you, certainly one of the biggest things you do over the course of the year, what's the day-to-day grind? What, what are you getting ready for? Remember, we talked about some story ideas a couple of years back. Is it trying to find those big stories and get them done almost before you get to the state tournament and get those kind of pieces ready and then he can drill, really dig into the actual wrestling you see on the mat when we get there.
1: Yeah, I think I you know, I go into every season with kind of a list of story ideas I want to get to um and I never get to them all just mm-hmm. for various reasons um you know, the the I just I may not have time, the kids aren't interested, you know, I something else may pop up, right? Like there's just there's always something different. Um And that's usually we try to do our best storytelling in February in the lead up to the state tournament so that when we get to the state tournament, we can solely focus on wrestling. Now, I usually take the first day of the state tournament to share some of the stories that we didn't get to. And I kind of have an idea of those particular stories that I want to run down. Obviously, you got to kind of be flexible to, you know, pivot and change as, as things pop up. Um, but yeah, man, like the, the day to day grind, like it just, it doesn't stop. And like, I always joke that like, I'm kind of insulated in this rustling bubble, um, but there, there is a lot of truth to that. Like it's just kind of you know every day it's like you know I'm, I'm checking on various high school stuff. I'm checking on various college stuff. Like it's you know like, like the girls' state tournament was last week. That's where my focus was. This week it's Iowa, Penn State, and um, you know even then like I'm still you know like uh, you and I and Iowa State for example like mm-hmm. they are going down to Oklahoma. They're both going to wrestle the Sooners and the Cowboys this weekend. So those are obviously big duels that I think will tell us a lot about both of those teams. Um, the, there's a lot of conference tournaments coming up this weekend as well, like the CIML tournaments on Friday. So you know that. that's That's probably how I'm going to spend my Saturday morning, just kind of like reading back through those brackets. Mm -hmm. What are those results? What were those results? What do they mean? A handful of other conference tournaments on Saturday. I usually try to get to a a tournament of some sort every Saturday just to – you know, like I, I love the high school aspect of this thing, man. It's it's been a lot of fun, and um, you know, it helps that I've been in this job for you know this is my fifth wrestling season, right? Yeah. So it's like I, this is the second senior class that I have seen from start to finish, right? So I know a lot of these kids now. I I, I know you know that, and and even then, even if, with how much I know, there's still so much more left that I learn every single weekend, um, which I think is it's really it, that's a lot of the fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I it's it's really January is is a pretty wicked grind for me. Um, but then once we get to February, we can really start, you know, jumping into some storytelling. We can really start jumping into, um, you know, some of the bigger things that kind of lead us into the state tournament, kids to watch, teams to follow. What stories do people need to be aware of? And then once we get to the well, it's, um, you know, you, you strap in for three days of crazy and, and chaos and, and also magic. Like it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready for February. January has been a blast, but I, I tell you what, I am ready for February. So I thought
2: it'd be fun here to get to know Cody a little bit better. So, of course, people know you from your work at the Des Moines Register and now the wrestling beat and high school football during the falls and all of that, but radio gives you a little more chance to show a little bit more. So first of all, I've got to know you over the years. we talked a lot of wrestling. You know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. The audience is not what it is, certainly of just kind of general interest. So we're going to dig in a little bit more. First of all, we talked about your You're a Chiefs fan. Grew up in Kansas City area. So what brought you to Iowa? What was it about... Iowa City, your decision to go to college there, going out of state, paying a little more money to do it. What led you to Iowa City initially?
1: Uh, shout out to scholarships. Um, <laughs> th- those helped quite a bit. What are those? I didn't
2: get those. I wasn't uh, smart
1: enough. With those. <laughs> no, I I knew from a pretty early age. Um, you know, I grew up a wrestler. Um, mm. You know, I grew up playing all sorts of sports, and you know, but wrestling always had hooked me. Um, so that's that's where the wrestling fandom comes from. But I think at a really young age, like I knew that I wanted to go into sports broadcasting or sports journalism or sports storytelling, like something to that effect. Like the original dream was to just I wanted to be on SportsCenter, right? Like okay. I wanted to be on ESPN. Yeah. You know, every kid grows up listening to like Stuart Scott, Scott Van Pelt, and mm-hmm. all these other guys, and like Kenny Mayne. Like I loved watching Kenny Mayne's bits because he was just he was really funny and it was informative. And um, you know, like I, you know, R.I.P. to the late John Madden, right? Like yeah. I would listen to. Pat Sumrall and John Madden on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football when you know whenever it was and um you know like that just it was so much fun and I'm just like dude these guys get paid to be on TV and talk about sports uh-huh. like that would just be so cool and so you know you get to high school and I you know I take a handful of like mass media and journalism classes and you know I wrote for the student newspaper and the yearbook and our high school was fortunate enough to have like a broadcast program oh nice um what so, high school was that Park Hill High School down in Park, Kansas City okay. um and so we you know we did. You know, I did. I did all of that. You know, because I was like, I'm, I'm all in on this. This is what I, you know, I kind of looked up the career path. How do you, how do you get to ESPN, right? Um, and so I just, I dove headfirst into it. I kind of threw all my eggs into that basket. And you know, as you get older, it's like, okay, like, what do I need to be good at if I want to make this really happen? And. The one thing consistently, whether it was you know the local sports anchor at various you know TV stations around Kansas City, the um, you know the sports writers at the Kansas City Star, like everybody told me, like you you need to get better at writing. You need to be as good of a writer as you can be. You need to continue to evolve as a writer. If you can do that, everything else will just everything else will fall into place. But like focus on becoming a better writer. And so when I went to look at schools, I didn't look at. Big bad journalism programs, you know. I, you know, I looked at Missouri. Sure. I looked at Northwestern, Syracuse. Um, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, looked at those. I don't, I don't think I actually applied to Syracuse, but, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't end up applying to Northwestern either. Me and my dad took a visit there, and, um. This is this is a funny story. As soon as we walked in the room, they had these pamphlets laid out, and we opened up the pamphlets, and right there, first page um, is the out-of-state tuition. And I looked at Dad, and I was like, Dad, I'm not coming here, but I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this visit, you know, here at here in Evanston, <laughs> yeah. Chicago area. But you know, I I didn't look at journalism programs. I looked at English programs. Okay. I looked at um, you know I you know where where are where can I get the best writing opportunities? Right. Mm-hmm. I looked at student newspapers. I looked at. Um, The University of Iowa, like that was, you know, every time you Google, you know, top English programs, um, and I know Iowa very, very much known more for like the master's English program, right? the the graduate program, the writer's workshop, creative writer's workshop. And, you know, all the, all the great writers and authors that have come out of there. And, you know, Iowa is a UNESCO city of literature. Like it's just writing is a big deal there. And I was like, that's, that's where I want to go check that out because that's, if I want to be a better writer, that's where I need to go. And so we went up, took a visit, you know, they gave us the dog and pony show and, and I was hooked, man. Like I was, I never really, you know, I always appreciated Iowa wrestling, you know, I grew up, you know, they were winning titles when I was in high school. So like, you know, you, you gravitate toward like the Matt McDonald's and the Brent Metcash yeah. and the Jay Borschels and all those guys. And, you know, the energy of Tom and Terry. Um, but I was never really an Iowa fan. And like, I still, I still don't identify as an Iowa fan or, you know, I don't really, you know, I, I'm, I'm here as a journalist, right? So yeah. like, that's, that's what made, that's what's made this job um, a lot of fun is that like, I am a wrestling fan. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't care how these teams do. I care about the sport. And, um, you know, I kind of straddle that line sometimes between journalist and and advocate, um, maybe a little bit more than my editors like sometimes, (laughs) but we have, we have those conversations and they reel me back in. Um, but no, I went, I like, I went to Iowa and I went through their English program. I wrote for the daily Iowa and the Mm -hmm. student newspaper, the award-winning student newspaper, like national and statewide awards. Um, you know, and that's really kind of where I cut my teeth, right? Like that's, you know, the, 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 message at the daily Iowan is, you know, the best way to learn how to swim is just jump in and start kicking. And that's what they did. And, um, you know, they kind of threw me to the wolves there. And, and meanwhile, in my classes, I went through, I went through the journalism program as well there and took a bunch and a bunch of writing classes. I went through the English program, took a bunch of creative writing classes and really just kind of studied work and, and why did I think this was good? Why do other people appreciate good work and what, what makes good work, good work and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, after I graduated, I ended up. You know, I landed at, at in Ames at the Ames Tribune for a year. Then I came down to Des Moines, and I I actually covered basketball for a year. And yeah. not a lot of people know this. I covered <laughs> basketball for a year, um, and then we had some some shifting in, in the in the newsroom. And I landed on the wrestling beat my second year in Des Moines, and, and the rest is history. So that's that's kind of how I ended up here. Like I, I went to Iowa to learn how to write. Mm-hmm. Like that's I went up there strictly for the education. And again, shout out scholarships because that helped quite a bit. But yeah, that's that's and I just I know I came up here to to learn how to write and I just haven't left.
2: So, Cody, dream job? You mentioned you know growing up, you want to be on sport. I was the same thing. You know, I wanted to be a TV. I want to be Keith Murphy. I want to be that guy. I am not good enough. That's why they put me on radio. I am not a good <laughs> enough looking guy to be on TV. But so ultimately, you would think for you that loves re- wrestling and loves writing about wrestling, there can't be many jobs out there that are more impactful than being the wrestling writer in the world of wrestling for the Des Moines Register. Are there? I mean, is there, is there another tier, another level out there for when we're talking about a newspaper, at least, writing job?
1: Are you already at the kind of the top of the heap? Maybe. Um, you know, I've thought about this. I'm very fortunate to get to cover wrestling at the level that I do um, at the place where I do it at, right? Because like, there's I- not
2: many people like that out there.
1: Yeah, here. like Iowans are fiercely passionate about the sport of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Always have been, which is what makes my job fun writing for a newspaper that offers statewide coverage. You know, I can go write about, you know, the 1A schools in Western Iowa. I can go and write about Bettendorf. I can go and write about the Dubuque schools or, you know, the kids at MFL Marmac or the kids at Lisbon or Don Bosco or, you know, a lot of focus on like Waverly Shell Rock and Osage. They've had a renaissance here the last Mm -hmm. few years. West Delaware. Um, you know, I can find those stories and my editors give me that freedom to go track those down. And then obviously, you know, we got the the three division one schools. We've, you know, had Iowans wrestle in the Olympics and, um, you know, the Grandview and their success, the, the Wartburg co-Loris dynamic in D3. Can't forget about upper Iowa in D2. Obviously, you know, there's 11 women's programs now that are, you know, either already going or are going to be committed to going in the state here. Like it's, there's, there's a lot here to write about and there's a lot that people really care about. Um, so in that sense, I'm like extremely fortunate to get to do the job that I do. That said, there's not really another job like this out there. There are there are other writing jobs or wrestling writing jobs at big newspapers around the country. Like I know that, you know, in Ohio, there's there's a handful of guys and gals that, that really that cover wrestling. And, it, and it's more high school focused. Okay. But like those jobs are there and they exist in Pennsylvania. Same thing. Like there's a handful of really, really talented journalists that are covering wrestling in Pennsylvania. But, you know, they're kind of restricted to their coverage area. Yeah. Um, you know, there's you know, there's maybe a handful in some other states here and there, like, you know, like Minnesota. Like I know Florida has um, always had a wrestling writer, a dedicated reporter that covers wrestling. Um, you don't really see that in a lot of other states. Right. Like, you know, I'm from Kansas City originally, like Kansas City Star really only covered wrestling. You know, if if Mizzou was doing something really cool, you know, like I like I freelanced for him. Um, at the NCAA championships one year when Mizzou was, you know, a top five team because they just, they didn't have somebody dedicated to doing it. They only really cover the state tournament. And even then they only stick to the Kansas city schools, which fortunate for them, Kansas city schools have kind of run the show in Missouri for, you know, a lot of the last two, three decades. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's I, I'm very fortunate just because there's not a lot of jobs like this. Um, I'm really fortunate because of, you know, the freedom that my editors give me and, and the trust that they have in me to kind of run down what people want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, it's I I don't want to say that it's like the top top because there are some national outlets, you know, quote unquote national outlets for a niche sport. You know, there's obviously there's flow wrestling. They're kind of, you know, the big monsters right now when it comes to the wrestling media space. There's Intermat, which is something, you know, another uh, website that I do some things for when it comes to Big Ten coverage. Um, You know, the Big Ten network has placed a a phenomenal emphasis on the sport of wrestling and coverage and, you know, highlighting the big duels. And, you know, now they have an in-studio wrestling show once a week. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the, the it's continuing to grow um but yeah like it's uh, the job that i do for a major newspaper um very few and far between like it, they just they don't really exist we're getting to know cody goodwin he's in for ken here the next couple of days
2: miller and condon on kx no all right a couple more for you cody first of all how good of a wrestler were you yeah,
1: I was uh, I was okay. Like right. I wasn't I wasn't great by any means. No
2: state championships, anything like that.
1: I won a Greco state title there my junior you go. year. Nice so Greco Roman. I, I always appreciated. Don't, the I Olympic thought you style. had to be
2: strong in the upper body there. I, I mean, I, I hey man, frame.
1: like I I wanted it at like 125 pounds. <laughs> was right, we say, weren't yeah, very yeah, big. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you certainly weren't winning at 195 or anything like that. I'd, I'd have never even sniffed 190.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Cody, a couple more for you.
2: All right, Kansas City guy. We know you love the Chiefs. You love the Royals. <laughs> Talked about growing up being. In the I, I'm Tiger actually League. not a
1: Royals fan. You're not a Royals fan. They were so bad during my formative years that yeah. I just. I. They never drew me in. Like the only reason we would go to Royals games um, in high school and in college, whenever everybody was home, we'd go there to tailgate because mm-hmm. it's. You know, you you pay five bucks for parking right. and you just you drink your face off until you get to, you know, the third inning or something. That's when they tell you to either go in or go home, um, and. They just I they just you know, or we would go when they had the Krispy Kreme deal where you know if the Royals got twelve hits, you could take your ticket stub to Krispy Kreme and get a dozen free donuts, right? That sounds great, right? Yeah. That was you That'll know, that, get you up to one ninety five doing that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I just I, I just never gravitated toward the Royals, man. So who's your baseball team? I've I've always been impartial to the Red Sox, actually. Oh, Red um, Sox. Well you and Schwab. Doug Schwab, the wrestling coach at U and I. It's it's funny, man. He uh, Osage native. Yes, Doug Schwab. Is. Um, we played
2: baseball together. I was a basketball
1: player. There you go. We uh, it's funny. We we were button heads because he, he's a huge Steelers fan, uh-huh. and so when the Chiefs played the Steelers, um, you know they played them in the regular season, and then they get, again in the wild card round of the playoffs. Like we're sending texts to each other, like this, that, and the next. But then like when the Red Sox are playing, yeah. it's like me and him are sending texts to each other, just like oh my god, look at this, <laughs> like, look at that, you know, like it's it's you know, funny dynamics, you know, between the the summer months and the winter months. When you're not covering wrestling, tonight, nothing going on.
2: Everyone's getting ready for conferences at the high school level. You're getting ready for Penn State. What else sports viewing-wise? What Will you watch any sports tonight? Is there any basketball? There's no local teams playing on basketball front. Hockey, NBA, anything trip your trigger, or especially during the wintertime, is it pretty strictly unless there's something huge out there and taking football off the table you're just going to be doing something else.
1: It's I mostly try to do something else. Like this, it's it's a pretty wicked grind like mm-hmm. to try and, you know, and like it sounds like I'm, you know, like oh like if it's a wicked grind, don't work nearly as hard, dude, right? Um no, like it's I you know, I try to watch a lot of wrestling. Like, I try to keep tabs on everything. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be knowledgeable about the teams that Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I are facing. So, like, I watch a lot of duels. Like, my, I have my DVR set to record anything and everything that shows up on TV. And so, you know, I'll watch a duel or two every night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know this week, especially, like, I want to go back and watch a handful of Penn State duels. I want to go back and rewatch a handful of Iowa duels just to kind of understand what. Friday might look like mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I'm also, you know, like there's a handful of like, you know, like Urbendale hosted its Ed Winger Classic this past weekend and it's always a phenomenal tournament and you know, I just I couldn't get there because all my focus was on the girls last week mm-hmm. for their state tournament. And so um, you know, I want to go back and, and rewatch a handful of those matches just to kind of see how it did. And I did a little bit of this um, you know, Sunday early before the Chiefs game, obviously, and then a little bit yesterday, you know, just to kind of, you know, stay up on everything, stay yeah. on top of everything and Um, you know, that's like, that's just kind of part of it, right? Like that's, I want to be able to, you know, if somebody has a question or if, if somebody needs something or, you know, if my editor, like on the off chance that he calls me and says, Hey, I need a story. I'm ready. You know, like, it's just, I'm ready. like, I have something I can pull out. I have something I know I can lean on. You know, I'm talking to coaches about specific results. What, you know, what does it mean? What happened? What does this mean? How do you feel about it? This, that, and the next. Um, yeah, like it's, 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 it's kind of a nonstop thing all the way through the season and. Um, you know, I just kind of, you know, I take my breaks once a day to go to the gym and kind of decompress a little Mm -hmm. bit and I'll sit in the sauna. So am I really getting away from wrestling? (laughs) I don't know. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's basically that way all the way until April, man. Once we get to April, then we can kind of, you know, unstrap ourselves, take a deep breath and, you know, go find a beach and relax for a week. April, middle of April, when the
2: NCAA wrestling championships should be. And my boy, Doug Schwab agrees with this. I growing don't. The sport. I don't
1: hate that idea. Growing
2: There's... the sport, you know, I love wrestling. Yeah, you know how much I advocate for wrestling. It is an incredible sport. It is a great sport for young men to get involved in. On and on and on. There young are so men many and great women. things. But we're looking about growing it and growing it and having it every single year, right during the first and second round of the NCAA basketball tournament. You're butting your head up against. Move the calendar back a month. That's all you have to do. It also also pretty much becomes a one semester sport. We know how physically taxing this sport is. I think it makes too much sense. What is the backlash behind it? I know Doug has brought it to the coaches committee before. Move the calendar back. Get away from the NCAA tournament. Put it in the middle of April where, well, you got week three of the baseball season? And that's all that's going on. Week after the Masters, NCAA wrestling tournament. How can't that work?
1: I think there's the the, the pushback is because of the, the heightened Growth of like the freestyle season, Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot more people now following that aspect of it. They're following Team USA at that the US Senior National Championships, at the US World Team Trials, at the Olympic Trials, the Olympics, the World Championships, that sort of thing. Um, You know, and even at the high school level, there are so many high level. Um, spring and summer competitions that people pay attention to because that's where these kids kind of make their hay in terms of you know national recognition. Um, it helps with recruiting. It's it's you know those those competitions are kind of they're not to belittle the high school season because the high school season is important and repping your high school is is super important. Um, you know and like the state tournament every year like those are the most fun three days. You know I love the NCAA Championships. The Iowa High School State Tournament is the most fun three days I have yeah. every season. Like it's you, you're in the building. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. The energy is awesome and just. It's it's just a lot of fun and it's really pure, um, you know. I the the pushback, the initial pushback, because I agree with you. I think you know if you're going to move the schedule, you can make wrestling a one semester sport, and there's a lot of benefits that come with that. Mm-hmm. The pushback is you would then be running it into what's become a very organized USA Wrestling, United World Wrestling, which is the international governing body. USA Wrestling is the national governing body. You'd be running into their schedule that they have set for years, and it's a really smooth schedule. Um, through the spring summer and into the fall when the world championships are you would be forcing everything to kind of bump back you know I don't know if it's bumped back a month or Mm -hmm. if it's bumped back you know a few weeks or this that and the next like I think that would disrupt a pretty natural flow in the schedule of things and I, there are that's there are some coaches that just aren't in favor of that. They love the whole winter, you know, fall winter and then spring summer split seasons type of thing, um, you know. But there are there are also a lot of coaches like Doug Schwab, um, you know. I know John Smith down at Oklahoma State mm-hmm. has been in favor of this as well to try and move it to a, a single semester sport, and it wouldn't shock me if that happened here um, sometime soon. But I also said that. Three, four, five years ago, and and here we are still wrestling through the winter months. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits, I think, to moving it to a single semester sport, to moving the NCAA championships, you know, late April, early May, something like that. Get it off the same weekend as the, you know, initial weekend of the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments, um, you know, just to pick up viewership. But, you know, at the same time, people are, you know, the diehard wrestling fans. And even a lot of casual fans will still tune into it. So I'll, I'll give ESPN a lot of credit for still, you know, they may not get the NCAA basketball tournaments, but they will absolutely pick up the NCAA wrestling championships every single year because they're in those three days streaming mm-hmm. on the main channel, U, ESPN2, whatever it is. People are going to tune in and watch it, and they love those numbers. So... Um, it's a it's a really weird sticky conversation, and I honestly I understand both sides, and you know whatever they decide to do, you know wrestling fans are pretty wrestling people in general, coaches, wrestlers, parents, fans, whatever. We're all pretty adaptive, so if there yeah. are changes made, we'll roll with it.
2: I think ultimately that's the best thing for the sport growing. The I don't sport hate ahead, the
1: idea to be honest.
2: It's it just I think about it myself how much I miss, and I Saturday night yeah I got the wrestling on all throughout the day I got. Two TVs, I got a monitor here, I got a laptop, I got an iPad out, everything to watch some wrestling. But for me, still basketball takes a forefront. For what I do when I come in Monday, people want to hear about the NCAA basketball tournament.
1: Which makes sense.
2: And and that's what it is. And when you're looking to grow a sport, I think ultimately that's the best thing. You're gonna have to yeah, butt some heads to make it happen. I understand that, but ultimately it's about growing this sport, which is a great sport. And I think it'd be a huge thing. Those TV numbers you mentioned then. I think a month later. Yeah, right, imagine
1: how much bigger they could be if you yes. get everybody's yeah. attention, right? Exactly. The, the finals on Saturday night, its they've continued to shatter mm-hmm. records. And yes. I know last year is probably going to be, you know, you maybe put an asterisk by it because of COVID-19 yeah. and not a lot of people could be in the building. But, you know, that event has sold out every year for a decade up until last year, mm-hmm. right? and Which is why, you know, during the 2019-2020 season before COVID really kind of jumped on us. Um, but it's not w-
2: about that base of 25,000 people that are going to travel every year. Right, it's, it's about, about trying to grow the sport. It's trying to that's, get bigger. Yeah. That's, and that's how you do it.
1: Exactly. No, that's that's where I I'm, I agree with you 100%.
2: Well, we can argue back and forth about this and, and how it's not going to work and how it could. But got another wrestling question a caller uh, called off-air I'm going to get to later in the show. But next, we're going to talk another one of your passions, That's Chiefs football coming up on the other side. Nick Athan will join us. He's Chiefs Insider as we roll through. Cody in for Ken. It's Miller and Condon. 106.3 KXNO. Before we hit the break, also another chance for you to win $1,000. It's our $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com right now and use the keyword deposit deposit at kxno.com it's your chance to win a thousand dollars coming back talking chiefs as we roll through miller and condon occurring this spring do you remember the last walk off homer to win the world series it's been a while but the answer is 1993 do you know when wolf roofing started roofing houses That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf... The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer, providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.tv. CISN TV, the home for live.
0: Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead and on how together we can all start taking the path forward ambank.com
1: Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl, 56 new customers can get 56-1 to odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if that team wins.
0: Not
2: a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win.
1: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to get fifty-six to one odds on any NFL team. Bet just five dollars to win two hundred and eighty in free bets if that team wins.
2: That's promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-100-BETS-OFF.
0: Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3
2: FM. Trick got an end. Cody Goodwin joining us today. Ken in California. We're back talking some football. Cody, his heart is good after the Chiefs' victory. Barely. Cincinnati. It doesn't matter if you overlook Cincinnati. Are you overlooking
1: Cincinnati? No. No, because it's, you know, somebody told me a long time ago that like you know, the playoffs are normally pretty simple. The team with the better quarterback mm-hmm. normally wins, which is hilarious because in the early, the first hour we talked about the Packers and I think yeah. 10 out of 10 people would say Aaron Rodgers is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but um I I don't want to overlook Joe Burrow. This team is clearly on the uptick, I think they they have arrived a lot quicker than people think. They've beaten the Chiefs this year mm-hmm. um, because for whatever reason the Chiefs decided not to double Jamar Chase. Right. Um, so you know, but I you know in in the back of my head also like the arrogant Chiefs fan in me is like, okay, it took a literally historic performance from Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow to beat the Chiefs. Also. I don't know how many penalties with, you know, two minutes left sure, and they're yeah, inside the yeah. 10, right? Like, that's, you know, I may, maybe I am, but like, I, I fall back on the, you know, the Bills were the, the toughest challenge. You know, that's Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that for years. Um, I don't know what that makes Joe Burrow. But I know that this is a plenty capable team, and I know that there's gonna be a lot of people that want to see the Bengals obviously beat the Chiefs in advance. Um so I I'm not I don't think I'm overlooking them. I'm 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 just really, 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 really happy that Iowa Penn State is this week. So I really don't have to think too much about <laughs> right, it. <laughs> right. You got plenty of work in front of you. Joining us right now, Nick
2: Athen at Chiefs Insider on Twitter, primetimesportstalk.com. You can find his work there. Nick, what a performance on Sunday. The yep. latest is always the greatest. We get into this so often. <laughs> as we just saw, the greatest thing ever. At the very least, we can argue if it was the greatest game ever. I understand that argument. I don't think anybody could argue sure. that was the greatest two minutes we've ever seen in football history.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, I'm old school. I've been around since the Hank Stram days. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you this: I have not seen a better football game for sixty-seven minutes, sixty-five minutes. Uh, in my life. I mean, I remember the Kellen Winslow Dolphins game, playoff game. and I think it was, what, 83, 84. That was just an incredible game. But this, I mean, it had absolutely everything. I mean, for if you're a Chiefs fan, you have lived every moment of that game on both sides now. From the demoralizing loss to the exhilarating victory. You know, I, I can't believe what I saw. I still am shocked at the way the Bills handled the last 13 seconds of that football game. But, listen, I don't want to hear any more about Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. Or he had a better game. That's a bunch of nonsense. Best quarterback won. Best quarterback in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. Guy's going to win the next Super Bowl. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes.
2: Two out of three Super Bowls. If it completes two more wins to get there. <laughs> One more on the Buffalo game. You mentioned the final 13 seconds. Cody and I were talking about this earlier. You know, There were conflicting reports of Tyreek Hill was back there. It sounds like he wasn't at the end of the football game for that kickoff return. The decision to not Mm -hmm. squib it and to try to take any kind of seconds off the clock there. And then on top of it to play, the defense that they did, really worried about the sidelines when the Chiefs had three timeouts left. It's not coaching malpractice, but I think McDermott's got a lot of questions to ask here just about how that unfolded.
3: You know, the moment was too big for McDermott. He outthought himself. And, and the reason I say that is because, you know, on the, on the, on the, forget the squib kick, okay? I, I'm 50 50 on that. Mm-hmm. It may or may not have made much of a difference because chances are maybe a second or two. The Chiefs still had three seconds to kick a field goal. So I still think they would have been okay. But, but Andy Reid completely set his old, his old protege up by lining three guys up on the left side on that first throw to Tyreek Hill where he got 19 yards. And then he did the opposite. He put three guys on the right-hand side. So he called the timeout, and what does he do? He shifts the linebacker and the safety over. And single coverage is Travis Kelsey. And Travis said, listen, if they do that again, I'm going to the open space. And, of course, you know, the great call, trap, Trav, go, go, or whatever it was, you know, they made that completion. They kicked the field goal. They tie the game. So, I mean, that's what I think did them in. If I was McDermott, I would have blitzed. I would have put all my defenders on the line of scrimmage and taken your chances. I think that would have been a better option than to give Mahomes time. And on that throw to Kelsey, he had maybe a half a second because he had to double clutch that a couple of times Mm -hmm. until he figured out where where he could lead the ball to Kelsey on that last catch. And he was about to get sacked, and that was a brilliant play, well-designed, old Sandlot, Len Dawson, Otis Taylor with the fingers in the dirt kind of play. And I I loved it. I I, I just thought that communication was great. And McDermott, you know, for two years in a row, last year it was kicking field goals. This year it was not managing the 13 seconds properly. As a defensive guy, and he was out-coached and out-thought, and that cost him the game.
1: Yeah, I think it was puzzling. That they just, I, my thought initially was that the Bills probably should have just played base defense because, you know, they, they didn't really allow, you know, outside of what, the Ty Hill touchdown, they didn't allow a lot of big chunk Mm -hmm. plays like that. And the first play was just like beautiful execution, right? Because it was, you know, trips to the left, two guys went to block, Ty got the ball, and it's just get as many yards as you can, get up, call timeout. Um, the second one, like you mentioned, the double clutch, like it looked like Pat was trying to hold the linebacker off for Kelsey to make yep. his move so that the lane was there and he was open. And we all know what happened after that. I, like, I don't know man like how well, so what do, I I kept calling that like I and I will maintain to call that even though the Chiefs have to play the Bengals and the Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier this year that that, that is the toughest game the Chiefs have left if they so happen to go the distance like it it it, it is that is that fair to say like I don't want to overlook the Bengals and I don't want to sure. overlook whoever could, could come out of the NFC but like the Bills were strategically and methodically built to beat this Chiefs team, and that was like that was Godzilla versus Kong, right? That was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen both at their best, like they both like. At, I think it was like point five one EPA per play after, which is just unheard of from two <laughs> nice. quarterbacks in the same game. Like, is that is that crazy to think that like the Chiefs will not have a tougher test the rest of the way? That doesn't mean they will go win it, right. but like, is that fair to say that like the Bills were the toughest test remaining for the Chiefs through this postseason?
3: I, I think it was their toughest test. I think it's been gonna, was going to always be their toughest test um, moving forward. Um, you know, unless it was the Bucks, just because Brady has Mahomes' number. Um, but for me, I, I don't disagree with you, Cody. I, I think the same thing. I think that was the Super Bowl. That was the AFC title game. Um, you know, this kind of reminds me the Bengals kind of remind me of the Titans. You know, a couple years ago, everybody's picking the Bengals to upset the Chiefs and blah 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 blah. Listen, the Chiefs have played the Bengals not too long ago, and basically lost because of you know poor decisions in the third and fourth quarter offensively, some poor play calling, some poor uh, uh, penalties that went the wrong way, uh, some misjudgments and and blitzing on that third and whatever twenty-seven or whatever it was. So uh, the the Chiefs are going to be ready for all that this week. I'm not worried about that. They spent a lot of time trying to find ways. To you know, combat what the Bills were going to do, I thought. I thought defensively the Chiefs were prepared. Um, had Matthew played, Davis does not get four touchdowns. Um, had Fenton played, he only gets maybe two because Fenton would have been the guy. They shut down Diggs. They shut down Sanders. They shut down um, Knox. Those guys had no games. It was it was it was Beasley and Davis, and that's where they that's where they guy wanted the ball to go to. They thought they had their best chance. Especially with two starters out, so was it the Super Bowl? Probably going forward. You know, we do not want to overlook the Bengals, but the Chiefs aren't going to be. The Chiefs are too veteran for that. The Bengals had nothing to lose that Sunday. Nothing. Nobody expected them to be here. They already beat mighty Chiefs once. They get them at home again next year. You know, they're they're building their future. They got a terrible offensive line. Their defense is suspect at best. Um, and the Titans should have rolled them, and they didn't. So. Uh, at the end of the day, guys, you know that was the probably the best game we're going to see at Arrowhead the rest of the way, and probably the best game we're going to see uh, in the next uh, three weeks.
2: What does concern you most, though, with Cincinnati, a team like you said they Joe Burrow are playing with house money? Is it as simple as that? Burrow just gets in a shootout and they get one more possession, or is there more?
3: Listen, for Burrow to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, he's going to have to be better. Than he was three weeks ago. And I'm talking about 10 point. I mean, he made throws that, you know, Joe Namath type of throws, Russell Wilson type of throws, Patrick Mahomes type of throws, only throwing the ball in a, in a like a three inch area to where it could possibly be completed. I mean, that last one to chase against Ward, Ward had great coverage. That ball was placed perfectly. That's a, that's a, that's a two out of 10 times making that kind of throw in my opinion. You're not going to make that perfect throw. He made a lot of other clutch plays. The Chiefs defense, the secondary wasn't playing well that day. The penalties, we can go on and on. Does he bother me? Does he scare me? Of course he does. But I saw enough out of the Chiefs without two of their starters in the secondary shut down three primary receiving options for Josh Allen over the uh, on Sunday. So... You take into account that both those guys are going to be back, from what I'm told. That's going to change the defense. they got a great refer- or officiating crew. Um, uh, that's going to help. But the, I think the only thing that's going to defeat the Chiefs, and I believe I've said this on your show how many times, Trent, this year, mm-hmm. the only team that's going to beat the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yep. If they fumble the ball, if they have interceptions, if they do stupid calls at third and one or first and first and First uh, from the 15-yard line, they'd take the ball out of Pat Mahomes for three straight plays. Stuff like that will kill them Um, if they miss tackles, if they get another serious injury. But the Bengals are a great story. It's not their time. Just like it was in the Chiefs' time a few years ago when they played the Patriots, you know, in the championship game. They were playing on house money. They'd already broken the the barrier of winning a game in the playoffs at home. So all those things aside... The Chiefs know how to play a team like this. They're going to be prepared. And listen, that Super Bowl loss still hangs heavy on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, that entire organization. They had a chance to go back-to-back. And now they're one game away from attempting to put last year behind us and say, okay, that was a blip. That was just a minor setback. And look what they overcame this entire season. Poor play, turnovers, injuries, coaching issues, player issues, bad play, uh, teams treating every game they play as the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs turned it around. They made their adjustments, and look what happened. They're in their fourth straight AFC title game at Arrowhead, which is unprecedented in, in NFL history.
2: He's Nick Athan, Chiefs Insider on Twitter. You can find him there. Nick, as always, appreciated. And one way or the other, we'll be talking next week. Hopefully for you and for Cody, we'll be getting ready for a Super Bowl appearance again from the Chiefs. Thanks for your time today.
3: L.A. bound, boys. Let's go.
2: <laughs> That's Nick Athan joining us here. Cody, do you have, as a Chiefs fan, somebody said, it's not going to be free, but I got a ticket. Got a ticket for you for 500 bucks for the Super Bowl. You taking it? You got to get to L.A.
1: Uh, you
2: got to get a hotel. You got to do everything with it. You got a ticket it's not? $2,500. It's 500 bucks. Are you jumping aboard?
1: No. Um no. I, I will not. I For one, um, the Super Bowl is the same weekend as <laughs> right. Iowa's duel against Oklahoma State yep. down in Arlington at Globe Life Field. Yep. And I am not, for anything, missing that event. They're pushing it back a week for you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to wrestle that duel the same weekend as the state championship yep. event? Like, yeah. now I'm missing two great things. Um <laughs> Yeah, you don't I, have
2: work obligations. We'll if I if it. I
1: didn't have work obligations, yes, because um, actually one of my really really good like one of my best friends from college, um, he lives in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's a Rams fan. Like he's just he's always been a Rams fan. And he actually texted me after the the Chiefs won on Sunday night. He's like, dude, if it's Chiefs Rams, you want to go? I am yeah. like, dude, if I didn't have to be in Texas, yes, <laughs> like absolutely. But like. You know, it's good. The other thing, too, is that Sunday is like that's when the state tournament brackets drop. Right. And that's basically when that week begins for me. So it's just it it would be a really hard swing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if if work was not an option, sure. if that was not an obligation, yes, I, I, I would jump on that. I, I think that'd be that'd be really, really fun.
2: Super Bowl is not at the top of my bucket list of sporting events. It's a little bit further down as much as I love the NFL and football. I got to do the Final Four. That was my favorite when I was up in Minneapolis a couple of years ago. Again, I would love to go just as a fan to an NCAA wrestling tournament. Frankly, I don't know if I ever will.
1: At least, dude, you should. I know. I and come to Detroit, man. Like this is especially a, after group, the last couple of years. Oh, there's a gonna,
2: huge group of guys from Osage and guys that I went to high school with that go every single year and talk about what a great party it is and how much fun it is and the wrestling and everything else. But same thing. Am I going to give up? My favorite weekend of the year for basketball.
1: What if I what if I, what if if I, I pitch it to you this way? Friday night at the NCAA Championships, uh-huh. which is the blood round, yes. the NCAA semifinals, the energy in that building for those four hours matches the entire month of March Madness. You have to sell me a little more. Really? You have to
2: sell me a little more.
1: Well, I, I I don't, we about. don't have enough radio time <laughs> for me to really fully sell it to you, but I'll, I'll do it off air. Well, we're going to sell you on the other side. Not sell you, we're
2: going to give you some picks. Three picks yesterday... They all came up winners. We'll try to go 3-0 again when we come back. It's my picks presented by Circa Sports as we take you to noon. Cody Goodwin, Trent Condon, back with more on 106.3. On Nerd Wallet.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-grown wireless.
2: Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but The answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf
0: Roofing. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
2: You punks that are playing against me lost yesterday. <laughs> 3-0. So, Cody, speaking of gambling, and I've been talking to our friends at Circus Sports about this. Back in the day, offshore, when it was, of course, not legal in the state of Iowa, there were a few places that would put up odds to win national championships in wrestling for all the weight classes, and... Meet a group of guys that know well, they know a lot more wrestling than I do. We're able to make it pretty petty. Getting that money from the offshore proved to be a little bit more difficult than we were hoping. But I remember last year, I think it was William Hill, put up a line for the Iowa-Illinois duel. Iowa, I think it was 30 and a half, and I think they won it by 31. It was right on the number. <laughs> it was incredible. But with what we see in the infiltration now with sports wagering here in the state of Iowa, and knowing the passion for wrestling that there is, are they leaving money on the table? Is there a buzz that could be created if we're talking about Iowa-Penn State and we also say that was favored by three and a half in the duel? Is, do you think when you combine these two and the sport of wrestling that it's something that there can be an avenue for a niche sport and also finding a way to make it more talked about, at least in the gambling space, if you will?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a door that maybe should be open now especially here in Iowa since you know everything's all go um, how much does it help or grow the sport I don't know but I think I, I you know that that could be a potentially another avenue to draw in casual fans right yeah like oh like you know like I you know let's take Iowa Illinois for example you know they pounded them earlier this month you know I think it was like 36 to 3 or something mm-hmm. like that you know so you, you can You'd set that line again and you know next thing you know somebody's tuning in to Big Ten Network on Sunday afternoon because they have a you know monetary investment in it yeah, right like right. that's that's I mean that's one way you know and I, I I'm i is there a line for Iowa Penn State on Friday I, I, I what I've seen the last couple of years is that they, they tend to do it for the bigger duels I don't know yep. if they I don't I don't gamble if I'm gonna throw my money away I'm gonna buy something <laughs> um but I like you know I, I follow those things because I know people are interested. Well, I do gamble,
2: and I'm going to gamble right now. I'm going to give away my picks presented by Circa Sports. Here we go. We got a five pack of games tonight. We're going to kick things off six o'clock. ESPN Illinois hosting Michigan State. Top twenty five matchup. I like the Illini here. Michigan State played great especially after the opening moments on Friday night at Wisconsin. Back-to-back roadies. Give me the Illini. I'll lay the five. Pick number two, most state. Huge win on the road at Loyola. Now they go to sleepy Terre Haute, Indiana, to take on the Sycamores. I'm going to grab Indiana State's letdown spot here for Missouri State. I will grab the five and a half. Pick number three, Kansas State plus 14 at Baylor. Kansas State playing better basketball. Going to jump on the Wildcats against one of the best teams in the country. Maryland on the road at Rutgers. Rutgers really good at home. Maryland stinks on the road. This is an easy one. Lay the three and a half with Rutgers, and we wrap it up. Kentucky, an epic comeback victory against Auburn over the weekend. Let Auburn take that number one as they fell apart late. Kentucky, tie tie Washington not available. Going to take Mississippi State in the 10 to wrap things up. A couple more picks over. You can find my picks at the Action Network. Cody? Thanks for the time today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm in. Let's go. Cody Goodwin with the Des Moines Register in for Candace Miller and Condon. Murph and Andy come your way here at 1 o'clock on 106.3 KXNO.